This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 5. To me, it really is the greatest sermon Jesus ever preached. Now, you're going to think to yourself, well, okay, that's awesome. Jesus preached an awesome sermon, but I believe it's impactful, it's It is foundational for us to get a good grasp on what Jesus was sharing with his disciples and sharing with us. You could, I believe, you could actually go through the life of Christendom and never really grasp this. And when we don't grasp this, I believe we'll miss something of the fullness of what Jesus was trying to get his disciples and us also as disciples, his followers, to comprehend. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 5, let's go with verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Let's back up a few verses. Let's go go to 1. And having seen the multitudes, he went up to the mount, and he had sat down. His disciples came to him. And then he opened his mouth and was teaching them, saying in his rabbinical fashion, it says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And I really wanted to start with that particular verse uh, this week, but uh, again, I felt the Lord just, uh, again, just guiding me to start from the beginning. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so you're thinking to yourself, I imagine, if you're at Mosaic Church, well, Lord, what does this have to do with me? What does that have to do with me today in November of 2018? I believe that if you really want the fullness of Jesus, the fullness of capacity that we talked about for weeks on weeks about making great choices, that we would have to have a foundation of understanding of the Sermon on the Mount of Matthew chapter 5. And Jesus sits down as like a rabbi would, and his, his students would sit around him. And so Jesus would sit down, and the Bible says he opened his mouth and began to teach something. And this is really his first real message to his disciples. This is the beginning class. And some of you are teachers here, and I imagine... Those first few classes are the important ones. When you hand out the syllabus and you hand out the expectations and you tell them what's going to be expected in the class, and I believe Jesus is doing the exact same thing here. He's saying, listen, if you want to be a follower, if you want to be my disciples, this is so pertinent. I'm going to start off with this message. Pay attention. Pay attention. I imagine some of you teachers have met students who have gone through the system but never really learned the the principles, the early principles to help build upon their education system. Somehow they've slipped through the the cracks and made it to this point, 8th grade, 12th grade. You know, we hear the stories in the news where maybe some athlete who made it all the way to the NFL back in the 80s, this was common, where things really began to change. There was one time when the Oakland Raiders, this athlete making millions of dollars, was interviewed on television And he could barely speak English properly. And that created a storm nationwide. 
How could this person slip through the elementary education system, the middle school system, the high school system, and the college system, and not able to speak clearly in front of a television camera? And let me tell you, the, the outcry was beautiful in the sense that it really came down and says, listen, we cannot just let people slip through the cracks just so you can benefit from a good football team or a good athletic team. Because there's going to be a time when that player will not be a player and he will have to learn to defend for himself when he won't have another uh, you know, X amount of players surrounding him. The institutions were not thinking about that person. They were thinking about themselves. And I, I guarantee you, we see that for, if we talk to different pastors, we see that in, in the Christian world where people have slipped through. They know how to sing the song. They know the songs. Excuse me. Get this fixed. You can actually sing on stage, sing the songs, and never get it. You, you never really understood the foundations of what Jesus was going to you, you could literally sing on stage, lift your hands, and even cry because the song was emotional and never get it. You could be a minister of the gospel and never get it. You could be a missionary and never really get it. And I pray that as we go through this uh, next, it'll be like six, seven, eight weeks. It'll go into January a little bit. But we, as Mosaic Church, that we're not finding ourselves sliding through because we knew somebody. Or somehow we were very talented that we could play or we could speak or we could serve. That's great for me and, and Mosaic, but it's not great for you at the end because there'll be a time. There'll be a time where you're going to have to answer to the Lord. And we want to prepare all of us. So the question, the why, is like, hey, we need to, we need to receive all that Jesus was wanting his disciples, his followers to get. And so the first one, it's funny that you mentioned about the lady that crawls her way all the way to gain some sort of maybe acceptance from God. I have a similar picture, and uh, uh, Josh, I imagine you've seen this picture. Well, that one's a European picture, but here's a, a Latin American picture. We've seen this picture. If you've ever been to South America, you have seen this. Now, I've been to a few countries in South America. I've been to Colombia. I've been to Ecuador. I've been to uh, Peru, and... Uh, I've been to, the, I go to the big cathedrals, usually in the town square, almost in any town, and no matter what, you'll find this picture. You'll find someone like that. Now, I shared this message back in 2007, and then I shared a snippet of it in 2013. And so I just really felt like the Lord is asking me to redo this, because there's so many of us who are part, uh, new to the church that have never actually understood this. So if you've been part here the beginning, which is some of you, uh, this will be your third time, and maybe it's because you haven't gotten. I'm just kidding. Um, this picture is, is really powerful to me. I'm going to leave that picture up there for a moment. What does it mean that blessed are the poor in spirit? But I will tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean happy. Because if any of you have been raised poor, you know it ain't happy. Anybody poor out there, raised poor out there? <laughs> My daughter raised her hand. You were not raised poor. All right. Her version of poor is that I got her a creative zen MP3 player 
not the, you know, the iPod or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, the, the boys never got a razor. They got a laser, you know, from eBay. And so it worked just as good, all right? Uh, but seriously, I, I was raised poor, uh, American poor. And there's a difference between American poor and other world poors, all right? If you've been, to, uh, I've been to Nicaragua, uh, boy, there were some poor people there. I've been to Honduras, poor people there. I was with a friend of mine that had done ministry in Africa. Now, let me tell you something. I was out in the, in the countryside of Nicaragua, and I kept thinking to myself, man, this is like poverty-stricken. And then she told me, there's nothing compared to what she saw in Africa, certain parts of Africa. And then somebody says, well, I've been to India, and that's nothing compared to what we see. So there's different levels of poor. And so when I hear the word poor, I don't think of good things, okay? You know, I think of when I was in, and I won't tell too many stories, but when I was in, uh, I think, the fifth grade, I was at Alta Vista School in Sarasota, and I only had uh, one pair of pants, my jeans, and a friend of mine, who's an NBA referee now, uh, gave me his baseball cleats. He just gave it to me. I was, at that time, I was probably like a size four, and they were size seven, and I wore them to school, baseball cleats. They weren't metal, but they were cleats. And I'd go to school uh, wearing cleats. The funny thing is nobody said anything to me. I guess they thought I was setting a trend. And so, um, anyway, so poor, you know, we had to eat, um, you know, we never had it. We had the no brand. Uh, I thought it was my friend David who did that to me last week. Um, you know, no brand cereal, cornflakes. I imagine some of you could match story with story. So when I hear the word blessed are the poor, it doesn't just conjure up something I want to attract myself to, just the word poverty. But what does blessed mean? Well, I will tell you, it doesn't mean happiness. It's not talking about happy as a poor person. Happiness is subjective. You know, what makes you happy may not make me happy. Like uh, yesterday, our very own John Mark was very happy because he watched a football game, and I was unhappy watching that football game. So the same thing. And then, uh, then later on, we were watching a football game. I imagine he was watching the same. And I was unhappy at that situation, and he was happy about it. And so, again, happiness is subjective. But Jesus is not talking about subjective happiness. He's talking about something more profound. Happiness is subjective. It's something that... It all de- depends on the situation. But Jesus is talking about how God sees us. You're blessed. Have you ever, have you ever gotten something uh, you know, positive happen in your life and somebody, another believer, is like, man, you are blessed. I get that a lot when uh, people see my wife. They're like, you are blessed. And I go, yes, I am. Or they see my grandkids, you are blessed, not my children, my grandkids. Yes, and they yes, I am blessed. God's favor. Think of it as God smiling at you. Now, blessed are the poor in spirit. It means God's approval. It means that something that God says, yes. Yesterday I had the opportunity to see my son uh, uh, show off in his firefighting school. And uh, it just made me proud. He was doing some good things. And I was like, yes, 
I had a smile on my face because I saw what he was doing. And so in certain cultures, you know, if the, if the father is blessed, then that person is blessed. And if your dad approves, what man, you are blessed. And God approves, it says this, blessed is the, are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Like, what does that actually mean? Well, it does mean this, is that God is blessed. He's, he feels proud when his children behave in this manner. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? Well, I call this a posture of grace. A posture of grace. And so if, you, and if you'll read, once you understand this and you read almost every other story, and especially in the stories in the encounter with Jesus, you're going to see that Jesus approves this kind of posture. You heard me this, uh, if you were here earlier when I prayed, I said, Lord, I have so much to be grateful for because Jesus had to do a dumpster dive to get a hold of me. He rescued me. The question is, I want to ask you, have you been rescued? And if you have been rescued, what have you been rescued from? Have you ever answered that question to yourself? The Lord has, you know, we used to do this back in the day in Kaiapha. It's like, if the Lord had not been on my side, I would, and we would fill in the blank. And I'd ask people to write it down on a piece of paper and turn it in. And man, the, uh, you know, I don't know, Adam, if you remember that time, but the, 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 lo- the notes that we would get, I would read them, no names on it. It's like, if the Lord had not rescued me, I would probably be doing drugs right now. I would probably be inundated with, in pornography. I would be in my room totally depressed. I mean, you should have seen the, 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 the testimonies. If God had not rescued me, I would be in this circumstances. I know where I would be. I know my, my niece is here. I know what I'm capable of. I, don't, I, I just have to kind of look around in my family tree. I don't have to look too far. I don't have to guess. I just have to look at my family tree. It's similar DNA, spiritual DNA. You know, I've, I've got families that are not serving Jesus, are selfish in, in, in the sense that they're, they, they, they weren't committed to their marriage or I've got, you know, I can go on, just like your family. So I would write, if the Lord had not been on my side, I would have been, and I could probably, I'd need one of those uh, CVS receipts. That's what I, and so because of that posture of grace, man, I had nothing to give Jesus. Wasn't, you know, my awesome looks, my awesome face, my physique. My athleticism, you know, would I really offer those things to Jesus like he couldn't have that on his own? And so the only posture of grace, the only posture that I can manipulate my body into is this. Now, I love this picture versus someone with a sign or this person says, this is what this person says. I don't have enough in me to even look in the eye to ask. I am so, I am so down and, and low, I can't even lift my head up to look at you. I can't, I can't, and I've, I remember this one lady I remember specifically in Latin America. I tried to talk to her, and she wouldn't even lift her head up to talk to me. 
this person is down and out. The only thing he can do to find mercy is to just extend his hands and keep his head low. And when we come to know Jesus, you may not even know this, but we need to come in this posture. What what are we going to offer him? Our voices? We have people with awesome voices here. But Jesus gave us that. People who can play really well. Play the bass really well. Who can do a lot of things well. Are we going to offer that? He's the one that made this universe. One of my favorite PowerPoints. I don't know if you saw one of the songs. is like this purplish, you know, like galaxy thing. I'm thinking, yeah, God created that, you know. That's how awesome he is. And so when we put ourselves in this posture of grace to receive God's goodness, God smiles on that. Now, what this does, it helps us. Now, now that's not the posture we need to always stay in. Because uh, we sang this song, and we're going to sing it again here in a second. You know, we are children of God. But I started off like this. I said, Lord, I've got nothing to offer. Nothing. I don't have this awesome name, history name. I don't even know who my great-grandparents were. My mom was basically a bastard child. My dad was an orphan. My dad's dad is from Italy. We don't know that family because my great-grandfather was a gun runner. So he fled Ecuador. When I do the Ancestry.com, I have no clue about my history. Zip. I started off here. So I put myself in a posture of grace. I said, Lord, I have nothing to offer. I have no name recognition. I have no history. My father was a street kid himself. My mom, a third grade education. I've got nothing. Nothing. And as I extend my hand out of that dumpster that I was drowning in in my selfishness, I was incredibly selfish. And I just, you know, almost picture that, you know, somebody drowning and all you see this, like, almost like a horror film where this hand sticks out. That's all I could do. And God, out of his love, he extends his hands and he lifts me up like he has you. The problem is that when we forget this, we allow pride to come in. We allow pride to come in and all of a sudden, it's, it's easy to not like people. Or he's a jerk, or she's, uh, you know, and we can start talking about people. And when we start talking about people, that's like allowing pride that somehow we're, we're better. And we need to come back to remember, hey, I forgot. And guess what? Whether you recognize it or not, I recognize it. We're all in the same boat. We all started the same place. Maybe the levels of selfishness aren't the same, but, man, we were in the same place. And so the Bible starts off, Jesus says, listen, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They get it. People who have this concept get it. That we're broken. We're broke. We need Jesus. I need Jesus. 
And if I recognize I need Jesus, and if I see you behaving in a broken way, then I recognize he's just, he needs Jesus too. He needs Jesus too. Let's move on because I'd like to finish a little early today. Blessed are those who remember where they come from. Why? Because it'll help us treat other people well, too. Look what it says in 2 Samuel. You don't have to turn there. Chapter 7. Who am I, O sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? Which is true. King David says this. Judges. Gideon says, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest of Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. Do you see now all of a sudden, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now we, we look at other scriptures, we can see that. David says it. Gideon says it. And I believe we can receive God's blessing when we understand this, and we put ourselves in a posture of grace. In a second, I'm going to ask you a question. When is the last time you actually put yourself in a posture of grace? Literally, got on your knees. Say, Lord, thank you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but we actually have kneelers. They're not put to rest, all right? I'm going to ask uh, Bryce to come on up first. And um, just, I'd like to just begin to, as I'm, I'm wrapping up here, I'd like for us to think about placing ourselves. It's like, it's reminding ourselves, Lord, I, this is where I started from, and I need you. I need you. I don't know of a person who, I don't know of a missionary that still doesn't need Jesus. When you go out to do what God's called you to do, you realize, I need him more than ever. We can rely on personality, we can rely on, on whatever, but at the end of the day, man, nothing's going to change unless we put ourselves in a posture of grace. So thank you, Jesus. Look what it says in Luke chapter 18, uh, verse 10. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, okay, there's two characters here, tell me who you relate to, the Pharisee or the tax collector, ready? Place yourself in one of those two characters. Two men went up to pray, two men went up to Mosaic Church, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like those other men. God, I thank you I'm not like those other men, those robbers, those evildoers, those adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast, I go to church twice a week, I give my tithes, and I also posted it on Facebook. That's my little addition. The tax collector, okay, so if you think Okay, the Pharisee is the religious person. Okay, you have to choose, right? The sinner, <laughs> tax collector sounds nice. It's a government job, right? Of uh, the sinner, the thief, the robber, that's what tax collectors were like. Okay, so you got to choose. Am I the religious person or am I the, the thief, the robber? says he couldn't even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me. In verse 14, Jesus says, I tell you this, I tell you that this man, tax collector, 
other than, rather than the other man, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You never outgrow, blessed are the poor in spirit, because theirs is the kingdom alone. Some of you may know the song Rock of Ages. There's a line, there's a little phrase in there that says, nothing in my hand to give, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. Hey, let's just take those kneelers out. I'm going to face forward so I'm not watching. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And Lord, I'm going to kneel myself. What a privilege. What a privilege to kneel before the King of Kings. Lord, we need you. I need you. Lord, I am well aware of my need for you. Well aware of my need for you. Well aware where I come from. Lord, I'm well aware where I would be if it were not for you. As I extend my hand, as I place myself in a posture of grace, of humility. Lord, we, we align ourselves with the tax collector. Lord, we're going to sing a song that talks about rescue. Lord, you rescued us. And Lord, we place ourselves in a posture of grace. We rebuke the enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he comes to put pride in our hearts like somehow we're doing you a favor. Lord, you are doing us a favor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I pray, God, that we would always remind ourselves. Because, Lord, our hearts are prone to wander. Our hearts are prone to pride. Our hearts are prone to compare. All those things that would put a frown on your face. But blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Would help us to always have that posture of grace and how we treat each other and how we uh, come to you and how we, even those that we don't like or disagree with, Father, that we would come with a posture of grace and we deal with people. We love you, Father, and we thank you. I pray that you would just uh, go with us wherever we go. And Lord, just be with us next week when we have our big Thanksgiving meal together. I pray, God, that your name would be glorified. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. May the Lord be with you. He is risen. God bless you. We are dismissed. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. 
To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.